The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. All right, well, welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Haas. And I'm Eric Osnes. And we have... A really fun show today. I'm excited. We're going to be talking about energy today. We're going to go green. Yeah, we're going to have lots of energy. And this is a live call-in show. So if you have questions for any of our guests, give us a call. You can reach us toll-free at 866-712-1300. Yeah, we're going to have two guests on. We're going to have Larry Stratton from Cascade Thermal Imaging. And he works a lot in energy efficiency and doing energy audits on homes and commercial buildings. And we also have with us Joe Dietz from Synergy Systems, located in beautiful Ballard. Right, an expert in solar heating systems yes. and solar systems. Yeah? Not, not heating systems. Solar systems. Solar design. Solar design. So, yeah. Yes, things to do solar. <laughs> did you read his card? I did. <laughs> okay, I'm just checking because <laughs> yeah, sometimes right you add it. things that I'm like... Where did that come from? <laughs> well, you left the room for a minute. We were, I'm up on all of this. Oh, okay. We've got the information. Is there actually here. heating systems with the solar too? Um, say yes, Joe. Say yes, yes. Of course. Yes, there is. We'll, no, we'll get it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that very, very soon. But of course, uh, as most <laughs> listeners have been figuring out as we've been doing the show over the last few months, we usually start our first segment making sure that we talk about rates and what's going on. And I know this week is quite important, correct? This is a big week yeah. uh, for for interest rates because we've had rates uh, so low for so long. Um, the, People have gotten spoiled, actually. We, we have, and, and, and it's so funny. I mean, the expectations of people, you know, that are sort of new to, to rates and everything is, is, is so different from those, those oh, yeah. of us that have been around that, you know, my first house was, was at 15% interest rate, yep. and I, you know, I... Mine was know, at nine. You know, celebrated, like, with the champagne when we got down to 11.5%. Right, yeah, <laughs> so, I was so stoked you know, when I got nine, because we had just gotten under double digits, so it was like, yeah, what that, a big win. That's right. And 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 so, um, you know, the Federal Reserve has a, a tendency, they'll, they'll drop interest rates when we have a sort of an economic calamity. They did it back in the early 2000s when the tech bubble burst. Back then, the Fed dropped their benchmark rate down to about 1%. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you know, we saw mortgage rates then were, were hovering around probably 6.3% or so. And, um, and, and then, um, you know, so then the, those rates dropped down about a half a percent. Uh, the Fed um, continued to raise its benchmark back in, back in the 2000s. And, and, and we got, um, you know, they kind of hit a, hit a peak uh, around 2006. We had mortgage rates around just a little over 6.5% at that time. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, when the when the bubble burst, the benchmark rate uh, at that point was around five and a quarter percent. So it went from one percent to five and a quarter. Uh, today, um, you know, we're extremely extremely low, and uh, and this is going to be our first increase in in over a decade. So I'm I'm saying increase. Uh, the Federal Open Market Committee meets tomorrow. This right. is the the division of the Fed. Um, there is about an 80, 85% chance that they'll increase uh, short-term interest rates a quarter of a percent. And, and that's the expectation right now. Uh, that expectation, though, has pretty much already been cooked into today's mortgage rates. So if it happens, uh, what we're looking at is 
is, of course, whether or not they increase rates, but probably even more importantly, what their bias is towards future increases. And uh, the bias. The bias. And that's we're really going to be looking at their statement, the Fed release statement. And um, the the conventional wisdom right now is that we'll probably see them continue to increase in quarter percent increments at least about once per quarter. And uh, that's that's the expectation. I told a client that the other day. You should have seen their eyebrows just shoot up. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, what? Oh, no. Um, yeah, you know, the, I, we, we don't really anticipate. I mean, there's always... Um, uh, what, what's my, my, you know, you know, one of my economists at, at Seattle University once told me, he says, never trust a one-armed economist because they can't see on the other hand. So <laughs> there's lots of opinions out there about, about which way this, these, these rates are going to go. On and, uh, the, you know, because some, some will say rates are going to go up. Some will say rates are going to go down. The, uh, you know, the consensus, if uh, I, I kind of look at what, what all the economists say, and then I average it. <laughs> so, and I can't so, help but visualize a bunch of one-armed economists right now <laughs> all trying to That's wave. right. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll save my other economist jokes for another show. But, uh, you know, we, we don't really think the rates are going to go up dramatically. And, of course, right. we doubt they're going to go down dramatically either, uh, unless there is some sort of a catastrophic event that affects our economy or right. the world economy. World economy is still pretty weak. Things aren't great mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. And, we might uh, be looking really good in the Seattle area, but people have to remember there's a lot more going on. That's right. And we're dealing with uh, national numbers and international numbers when it comes to uh, our monetary policy and how we set our rates. Yep. So the, uh, the, big, uh, you know, the big thing to fear uh, with, uh, with mortgage rates uh, and will affect the bond market is the fear of inflation. And the thing that will cause inflation to go up more quickly than anything else is wages. Uh, right now, we just do not have it. We don't have pressure on wages. We don't have um, that that inflationary fire burning. In fact, if anything, it could be just the opposite, as we've seen our commodity prices nearly collapsing recently. You know, oil um, way down. Gasoline price, right. gasoline will probably be under two bucks a gallon. Yeah, my husband was just telling me today how excited he was at the diesel rates he saw because he got it around oh, yeah. two bucks, and he was just like, "Oh my gosh, this is fantastic!" And I paid under under two dollars the other day for diesel. Yes, yeah. it's it's, wow. uh, it's insane right now. Yeah. So well, I was mentioning to him how even. Yeah, the cost of oil impacts housing prices. And he was like, what? What what do you mean? And then he was like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, I I guess I can understand how in a number of different levels. But it's all interrelated. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, the less uh, the less it costs to put uh, money in the, you know, fill up the tank is more Mm -hmm. money left in your pocket. You can use that to spend on other things. Oh, yeah. Or if your commute is less expensive, that sort of thing. So we're looking at all those factors. So given what my husband just told me about diesel rates. I better have some pretty darn good Christmas gifts. Yes, you better. That's right. I'm getting excited now. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of fun to think about. We're going to have to quiz him. I'll I'll, uh, pull him aside. James, are you listening? I'm going (laughs) to pull him aside and rub his bald little head and say, you better have some sort of nice nice present uh, for Reba. You know what? God love him. He's already been putting stuff in our stockings and under the Christmas tree. I always feel super lame at Christmas time because I'm – one of these people kind of does everything a little bit on the later side because I'm usually so busy this time of oh, year. Oh, I see you as a present shaker. You're out there no, rattling no, no, no. it. No. no, You know what I suck at, Eric? Mm. The reason I don't buy all my gifts early is because I get so excited about giving presents that he knows every year if I get super excited about a gift I got him, 
he gets it early. Oh, got it. And then I end up spending way more money at Christmas because oh, sure. then I still have you, to have something left you, for him to open on Christmas surprise. Day. I, I do it yeah. every single year, and I'm trying to control myself this year. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give all of you all of you parents out there, I'm going to give you a quick tip. We're way off the subject of interest rates, which are still really good, hovering yeah. around 4%, yeah. so we're all good on that. Um, when my kids were very little, I, I would take one present and, and I'd run outside. We had ones that came from Santa. Oh, I remember you telling me these. And I would heave that thing up onto the roof of the house <laughs> and then not say a word. And the have waterproof first year packaging. I did that, my, my oldest son, Kyle, he's outside playing and all of a sudden he comes running and he's just breathless. Dad, dad. I'm like, what's going on? He goes, a present fell out of Santa's sleigh. A present fell out of Santa's sleigh. And I'm like, what? He goes, it fell out of the sleigh. It is up on the roof. And I'm like, no way. He's like, yeah. <laughs> so we run outside and I look up there. It's like, oh, all right, I'll go get a ladder. And so I went, grabbed a ladder and, you know, went, got the present out. But uh, <laughs> did you do waterproof packaging, though? Because it's so soggy here. I mean, you'd have to really, really watch your time. We had it all worked out. Yeah, okay. that's right. That's right. <laughs> Between that and, and leaving the carrots out, you know, for the rain. Oh, right. So, yeah. Um, well, you've told yeah. me you even left like poo out and tried to pretend it's actual reindeer i didn't the reindeer did okay yeah. sure it was uh, right. it, it was, was in the, the it was in the driveway yeah. Okay. Yeah, i have no idea how it i got gotta there. say you you were probably a super fun dad that, that was reason. that was a lot of fun that was yeah. a lot of fun that so. was pretty cool yep so uh, okay, so, so before we get too far off of rates and stuff i told you before i want to try and bring up as many weeks as i can recall to do it there's also that harp refi Yes, still out there. it's still still out there. And if you have a loan that was closed before t- May of 2009, and and that loan is owned by either Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, uh, you still can do a streamlined refinance, whether or not you have equity in that property, and whether or not it's owner occupied, non owner occupied, or a second home. So we can't use that program to combine loans together, and you can't pull extra cash out. But if you just want to lower the rate on that program, it's it's um, still available. And, well, and, and timely for us to talk about yep. that since you were just saying where rates are, what's going on, and yeah. what rates were prior to the downturn. That's so. right. They were still higher than where we're at now. You might yeah. There's lots of loans out there that are still up in the 5% range, mm-hmm. high 5% range uh, that are, that are um, you know, yeah, good, I'm still good talking candidates to people for about that program. foreclosures and short sales that had loans from Absolutely. back then. So. And if that's something where you want some research done to figure out if that loan may or may not be eligible, just give a call. Uh, you can, uh, or, or drop me an email, Eric at ericismybanker.com, E-R-I-C is my how, how you spell my name. So, um, yeah, so... And uh, hashtag Eric is bald. Uh, that really work? <laughs> that really works? There's really a hashtag gotta, out there? Yeah. Oh, good heavens. I've been using it on you. Oh, man, Actually, you know what I was thinking about on the way up here today? Yeah. Eric hates Prius. I want to do a hashtag Eric hates Prius because I was right behind a Prius on the way here. And I, I just told my husband this the other day. Every time I'm behind a Prius... Well, I, I think of you, which is probably a bad thing that I'm thinking about you more than I'm thinking about my husband because prob- there's so many Prius on the road. <laughs> I, I actually got passed by one the other day and I, I, I like choked on my coffee. I couldn't believe it. Because <laughs> he was actually going faster. <laughs> I what? get passed by Prius all the time and I even ride a little sports car. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, no. That's happened to me like once. So that just yeah. tells me how fast you drive. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've got it figured out though. The problem, and I think it's driving position <clears> because <throat> some of them are sitting so close to the steering wheel that they actually can't see the rear view mirror. It's actually behind them. So they have no idea that I'm okay. behind them, you know, and, sure. and uh, I'm, I'm sure that's it. Yeah. But you know, the thing that we can say is a positive about those Prius mm, yeah. is they're energy efficient. 
Yes. Yeah, they you sure know, are. You may not like being stuck behind them all the time, no. but I, thank I, goodness those I really folks do are actually thinking about the planet. I'm, I'm fascinated by, by all of this, and especially our topic today, you know, with, 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 with all the uh, energy efficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, I wouldn't go for the Prius. I think I'd go for the, the Tesla instead. Oh, yeah, you know, I'd be but, all about the Tesla. Uh, but I'm fascinated about it, just as long as they're not in the left lane. Yeah. <laughs> that's all good when so I, joe for since we have joe in the studio here uh one of our guests feel free to chime in on a prius comment because i gotta say this is a right. constant constant thing and we come back so after the break we'll be back with energy efficiency and energy information stay tuned on kkol business radio 1300 you're listening to open house with team reba we'll return in a moment Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. All right. Well, welcome back. I am Reba Hass. And I am Eric Osnes. And you're back with Open House with Team Reba. So we were having a little fun there at the end of the last segment, joking about Prius. And I got to say, I just laughed my butt off during the break because, because lo and behold, guest. Joe, what do you drive? I drive a Prius, too. <laughs> I just love it. I was glaring at Eric. <laughs> That has got to be the most. I'm not going to ask what kind of bumper stickers you've got on the back of it. I don't want to know. We'll just we'll just leave that. We won't go there. We won't go there. (laughs) Oh, but that was just got to be the best moment on the show so far to watch your face. I told him after the after the show, I'm going to go measure his front left tire. I think it's smaller than the front right. That's what causes them all to go into the left lane. I know. I know. That is your theory. You would love to prove it. That's right. (laughs) All right. So anyway, we're back, and we do have two wonderful guests that are here today. Uh, Besides having Joe from Synergy Systems here in the studio with us, we should have Larry Stratton on the line with us. Larry, are you there? I am here. All right. Well, excellent. Thank you so much for taking the time today and being on air with us. I can hear there's people working feverishly in the background behind you. We do have uh, some tenant improvements going on here today. So my apologies for the hammers and saws and construction noise. Hey, well, at least we know you're really working, right? That's all good. That's all good. <laughs> so they're really working. Yeah. Yes. Well, they certainly sound like they're working. And if you're there, kind of keeping an eye on things, there, you know, it's all good. So, um, yeah. so Larry, I want, if you would please, for our listeners, uh, tell us the company that you work with and a little bit about what you do. Okay. Uh, my company's name is Cascade Thermal Imaging. And the uh, website's CascadeThermal.com. And we've been in business about 10, 11 years. And we have done uh, uh, commercial electrical inspections and uh, industrial uh, inspections. We've done a lot of uh, work in the uh, residential area and as well as uh, both the commercial and industrial areas. The Inspections and, and surveys that we've done, as you remember from long ago, I think I did find the report we did for your customer. Yes. Uh, in uh, Seattle a few years mm-hmm. ago, which was a very interesting inspection, to be honest with you. Yep. Uh, oh, yes, it definitely was. We, yeah, we, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we 
sometimes make a really good friend on an inspection, and sometimes we make an enemy, so to speak, when we have to really say, okay, this house has some problems that are going to be have to be dealt with down this road, and as far as its energy capabilities and efficiencies and or moisture intrusion and things of that nature. So, Larry, I'm going to stop you just for a quick second. So listeners mm-hmm. have no idea what you're talking about specifically with, with that transaction you and I had. So I'm just going to do a quick highlight on that. Sure. I, ha- I had a client who was buying new construction. Uh, this was just before the downturn, and there was – two townhomes on the back and a standalone townhome on the front section of this property uh, that had just been brand new construction. Everything was nice and new, looked pretty, all those kinds of things. And during the general inspection, my one of my usual guys, John Laswell of Laswell Home Inspection, uh, using his moisture meter, because you're still on new construction, you still want to get a home inspection. And he noted that there was moisture underneath all the first floor windows, which is not a good thing in new construction. So he recommended that we do further investigation. And Larry, that's when you and I got engaged on this particular transaction. You brought in your thermal devices to do thermography on the building. And we found not only the standalone building, but also the one behind both had these same water issues. And it was because they had improperly installed the siding. So when you say you made uh, a friend and then you made an enemy in that transaction, (laughs) that builder was not happy. And I got to tell you, I don't think I ever got a chance to tell you, Larry, what was hilarious because in that transaction, the builder refused to fix the problem. All he wanted to do was caulk where the water intrusion was happening. And that was going to be a long-term nightmare. And many years later, this was hilarious because my client happened to have a brother who was an architect. And he was really pushing that we try and get that siding redone. And it was going to be a $70,000 fix. And there was no way that this guy was going to do it. So we canceled out of the transaction. And Larry, you're going to love this. Who you make friends with and who you end up being a big twit with (laughs) make a big difference. (laughs) Because that guy, he not only was the builder developer, but he owned the siding company that did the work on the the buildings. Two years later, yeah, two years later, the architect brother, they had a big, <laughs> they had a big project, and lo and behold, he goes into a meeting, and who is sitting there as the potential <laughs> contractor for oh. the siding? It's this guy. <laughs> oh, karma came back. Karma big came time. back wow. in a wow. big way and bit him in the butt. <laughs> so, Larry, I, I'm looking at your website, and I'm seeing these fascinating mm-hmm. pictures showing the the a thermal image of the sides of a home. And I'm assuming, mm-hmm. and, and there's all kinds of bright colors here, and if I'm looking at those images, uh, I'm assuming that uh, it's, it's indicating uh, moisture, uh, you know, behind the, behind the walls uh, on, mm-hmm. on these photos. Am, is, am I correct with that? Uh, yeah, it, it depends uh, what particular... Um, well, so in, in layman's ter- in layman's terms, um, in layman's terms, basically, you're, uh, tell us a little bit about what your equipment does and what it identifies, and how that can help uh, a homeowner that's considering uh, purchasing a home. Sure, um, thermal imaging is is done with um, a, a thermal infrared camera, and infrared technology is uh, moved from the military into the 
into the private sector over the last number of years. And it really is a uh, unique technology in that it detects electromagnetic radiation and then converts that in the camera and within the computer into a light spectrum that we can see with the human eye. The human eye can only see in the visual light spectrum, which is very small. The infrared light spectrum is quite larger. And it gives us the opportunity to see what is actually happening with the electromagnetic radiation signatures that are given off by the materials that are behind the surfaces at times, so as in where there's missing insulation, where there's thin uh, stud days and so forth, where there might be moisture intrusion behind a stucco wall from the exterior, um, for instance. Where a house, yeah, we use that in stucco where, a lot. Where a house or a building, from looking at it from the outside, if you're looking at a, a, a heat loss uh, situation or inspection or survey, you might, you might see uh, real warm signatures and warm uh, temperatures, uh, which would show up as in the um, high yellow, red, and white uh, areas of a house. And I don't know which page of my website sure, you're sure. on, but, okay. but there's, there's, the image gallery has uh, a lot of, uh, of, of pictures on it that show different types of things. Now, thermal imaging is not part of a usual pre-purchase energy check, and it's not, you know, uh, part of what uh, is required by law or anything of that nature. But what you're looking for is to, you know, you're going to be paying the energy bills if you're going to purchase this property or if you want to increase the uh, or enhance the efficiency from your energy standpoint and make your home more comfortable. So you want to try and eliminate the air leakage and infiltration, which occurs from outside air that enters the house. It's uh, usually through cracks and different openings. And proper sealing of these cracks and openings in your home can really significantly reduce your heating and or your cooling costs in the summertime, which improves the durability of the building, for one thing. And it also creates a healthier indoor and more comfortable environment. Uh, and, you know, the question is, and why should I do this? Well, it's not really a requirement in the normal building process, per se. But, you know, since you are the one that pays the energy bills, uh, would it not really be significant for you to know, well, has there been some shoddy workmanship involved here that's causing energy loss or moisture intrusion? As, as uh, Reba just mentioned, we found a, a, a significant amount of moisture intrusion in that house, which was brand new. Um, the cost of thermography for doing a residential home is, is, is relatively inexpensive, and it pales by uh, uh, what, what the number that she just threw out for what the repair, repairs are by a magnitude of, I don't know, how hundreds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's, it, yeah. So it, so it would be safe to say, Larry, that at least in most homeowners cases it this makes sense especially like if you've just purchased a place that maybe you want to have something like this done even if it's not during the purchase process but if you want to get the longest term benefit from it and to do those changes maybe as early as you can in your ownership period absolutely i would never buy a house without doing it myself being in this industry in 10 years and looking at thousands of homes and seeing what i see uh, from the, from viewing it through, my camera is a twenty-seven thousand dollar infrared camera, so it's not a toy; it's a scientific right. piece of equipment. 
And, Makes you a uh, house you know, superman. We have moisture meters and blower doors and all those other types of things too. But you know, it's it's a matter of really seeing uh, the naked truth with uh, through, through the eyes of infrared because we as humans are only going to see a visual inspection. So that being said. An infrared inspection or an infrared survey on a residence augments the visual uh, inspection that, of course, the the uh, home inspector um, does. And oftentimes, you'll find in you know where contractors install in, uh, insulation, you know, they put it in all the obvious places and so forth, and and they confirm it. But you know what what really shows uh, the truth of you know, is there some missing insulation? And if so, it will really raise the, the cost of your energy bills. And installation installers, oftentimes, they're not even licensed. And sure. in many cases, in many cases, they're not trained in the installation of, of uh, ins- insulation as far as air barriers are concerned and thermal right. barriers and so, heat transfer and so forth. Yeah, so Larry, so, we're going to um, be ending this segment fairly soon, so I want to make sure uh, and have you back just real quick to also talk about one of the other things, because you, you talked about the uh, doing the air blower test as well as a way to test efficiencies in a property. So I want to I want to at least get a chance to talk about that. So we've, we'll bring that back. If you Can, can you stay around for the break? Sure. Okay, so let's definitely make sure and hit that and then talk about, you know, what people, after they hire you, what are the things they're kind of looking for to to, to learn and and how that comes sure. across, okay? When we come back, yeah, more on energy efficiency with Larry Stratton from Cascade Thermal Energy on uh, Business Radio, KKOL 1300. Stay tuned. Open House with Team Reba will be right back. Back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. Excellent. And we're talking with Larry Stratton uh, with Cascade Thermal Imaging. Has some pretty pretty high-tech, really fancy, cool pro, uh, uh, systems to check for moisture damage, to te- check for heat loss. Yeah, he's like the Superman for yeah. homes because he can see through the walls. That's right. So tell us about this other machine you've got, Larry. Well, it's, we're looking at doing an energy analysis on, on a residential home. I think also your your uh, listeners would be uh, wise to take a look at the energystar.gov website. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a plethora of great information as to what makes a house more efficient. And there's tons of stuff in there that they can take a look at insulation, our values, and everything else, and what to do once you get the house more tightly uh, secured as far as uh, heat loss is concerned is, 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 is ventilation. And that's a very important thing as far as uh, making your home more comfortable. There's a uh, ventilation once you do get a house tightened up from an insulation standpoint. It's a Panasonic whole house whisper green bathroom type fan. It runs 80 cubic feet per minute CFMs uh, when it's run at, at full tilt when you're in the, let's say, in the laundry room or bathroom or whatever. And then it's run, 
drops down to half of that and runs for 24 hours. It creates a, a good circulation of air inside the, the building. It runs on Amazon for $204, and it makes a significant difference. Yeah. Doing a blower door test on a, on a house uh, is, is a little bit more complex than just looking at it from outside or inside. What a blower door does is create a negative, a ne- a negative uh, uh, pressure on the inside of the house, and then with the use of a thermal imager, looking at the windows, doors, and any other areas where there's cracks or openings, you will see the cold air rushing in, and it is be able to you can detect it with a the thermal imager uh, very very vividly. Wow! And so, now in my hundred year old house, all I have to do is run around without a shirt on, and I, I can do the same thing. <laughs> you, can, you can do that too, or you can use a little, or you can use a little smoke. <laughs> <laughs> smoke preparation and see too, but uh, when you look at it with the thermal imaging camera from the inside of the house, you can see areas where there's missing insulation, where there's openings, and, and with a blower door test, you can see almost all the areas around where the the, the dwelling where you have uh, places that need improvement and where you have really cold air leaking into the house all the time. Fantastic. So, Larry, what would be a typical cost for a test like that? I think usually to do, a let's say, a 2,500-square-foot house, if we're looking at external only uh, to go around the house outside, looking from an energy standpoint, uh, probably looking at $400 to $500. Okay, so and easily then, something you could recover in a fairly short period of time if you're able yeah. to make some significant improvements. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, sure. And then if you're going to do a more comprehensive uh, evaluation and survey where you're going to uh, be inside and do an internal uh, and exterior, and if you're at a blower door to that, you're probably maybe doubling that a little bit, but even so, it's a smir- it's a small amount of money considering the amounts you can save over a short period of time oh, yeah. for energy costs. Given utility bills for a lot of folks, yeah, that could be significant to to get done and then make those changes. Okay, well, Larry, we're gonna thank you for your time here today because we need to move on to our other guests, so we make sure that we get everything covered that we'd like to today. But I want to thank you for being on the you're show today. Welcome. And uh, may have you on again in uh, 2016, because I know you and I have some other interesting things we wanted to talk about that we were mentioning in our discussion earlier today. So thank you again, and uh, we'll hope to have you on the show in 2016. Larry Stratton from Cascade Thermal Imaging. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. My pleasure. Take care. All right. Okay. And in the studio with us, we have Joe Dietz. And Joe, you are the senior design consultant with Synergy Systems, so you're you're on the solar end of the, the that, spectrum. That's <laughs> correct. We uh, uh, we will help you produce your own energy from the sun. Fantastic! How does that all work? Tell us a little bit about what which your a lot of people does. up here were probably wondering what, what sun. Yeah, look at outside today. <laughs> I know. I know. Last last week we had the lowest, the least amount that was the oh, darkest it, it day dark. in nine years. I it think was absolutely. They said it was the third in recorded history. Wow. I know. It's looking better now. Crazy. Though. We're good. Yeah. Well, we say this is a good time to talk about solar because, like you said, December and even January, it's it's you don't really want to rely on solar power around here. But it's a great time to think about it and uh, make your plans because the solar season does come. Uh, coming, say, in March, 
you really, if you want to go solar, that's a great time to have a, a system installed to really make hay. We have a real seasonal uh, solar uh, window in our area, and we get actually quite a bit of sun during the, uh, from May through September. Sure, sure. It's those beautiful, beautiful summers we have that are mostly drought. <laughs> That's right. So, but even this time of year, though, um, there's still enough enough light to to run run a system, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, even today, you would get some uh, solar production. Uh, you know, def- the way these solar panels work is they will uh, attract, uh, they will take photons from the sun, even in diffused light. It's just not as much as you would get. My gosh, you know. So you still have to July. augment by being on a power grid. Absolutely. We, you know, we think of it on a, on an annual basis. Uh, you know your production. Uh, again, uh, make hay when the sun shines, which we know it comes from May through September. Uh, we, particularly July or June of last year was really, we had no June or Junorary last year. We had a, a right. It what was would a, be the solar equivalent of Junorary? Fantastic year. I've never seen anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Our solar, all the solar systems uh, in our state did phenomenally well in this, this year, just because of the weather we had. Sure, sure. So what would a typical system look like, and, and how do you set it up? Well, it's pretty straightforward. First off, it's not any newfangled technology, uh, at least not, not what we provide and, and other uh, installers provide. It's uh, essentially 60-year-old technology that just keeps getting more and more efficient and less expensive. So it's principally made up of uh, photovoltaic panels, these sort of flat plate-looking panels that you would typically put on your roof facing south not north unless you're in australia right and <laughs> and you may go uh western exposure could be very good and then eastern tends to be south is best then west then east never north okay so it's a kind of how people look for their houses they want the exposure to the south and sure. then the west or the east and north last because of, That's right. That's of right. how much the light inside Absolutely. Absolutely. So you put these photovoltaic panels on the roof uh, and uh, it'd be measured as to what what is the size of your roof and what what is your demand load that you want to offset. And then uh, those photovoltaic panels produce DC power and that electricity. Well, first off, how it works is the photons from the sun hit the panels, knock electrons loose on the panels. Those electrons travel around on the wires on the on the photovoltaic panels travel down to what we call an inverter, which would be uh, sited uh, on, say, the side of your house, uh, never in the sun itself. Solar panels go in the sun. Inverters do not. They're an electronic device. They don't like sun. They like to be cool. Mm -hmm. The inverters convert the DC power to AC. Then it travels through a production meter, which is just what it sounds. It measures every kilowatt hour you produce. From there, it goes into your electric panel you know, through your home electric system, powering your toaster, your refrigerator, what have you. If it's a beautiful sunny day, you're not doing too, you're not there, uh, and you don't have too much demand load, then it goes into the grid. The, Got it. And, and that's and, how some folks get paid back, basically. Basically, the utility will pay you for every kilowatt hour you produce, whether you use it or not. Interesting. So just by having solar, you're going to be getting a check. Exactly. We have a very good incentive program in the state of Washington, probably one of the best in the country. Is there, is there a website that would uh, give information about that? 
Uh, yeah, gosh. Um, and, you, and if you don't have it with you, we always post these shows on the web later on our blog at teamreba.com slash blog. And if you want to send us any links. I will do that. Uh, yeah, thank you, Reba. It's a, it's a, a, it's a national website, uh, Desire. Um, I will get that to you, where it's, sure. it's, it's run um, by a national lab. And it, it basically every state in the country has all the incentives, everything you need to know as far as uh, what to expect, uh, you know, as far as incentives and, sure. and that sort of thing. So, so Joe Dietz from Synergy Systems. So question then, uh, I, I've seen, uh, I have a cousin who has a system, and he's all full-on solar, but he also has tubes that are heating his water, and he's using that for radiant heat for the home. Is that something that your company covers as well? Uh, we can do solar hot water. Uh, f- frankly, and actually I have a solar hot water system at my house, uh, but uh, what we strongly encourage people to do is the photo, uh, photovoltaic, the solar electric. And why is that is it's, well, just because the prices come down so much in these. And, and frankly, you could thank the Chinese uh, for coming into the market. They've dropped the price. So photovoltaics are are very cost uh uh, cost effective. Cost effective. And there's no moving parts. Solar hot water systems can break down. Photovoltaic systems very seldom do. Got it. Got it. And are there still tax credits available for these systems? Most definitely. Uh, there is a 30% investment tax credit for the entire cost of your system. So that's a dollar for dollar tax reduction, uh, a t- dollar for dollar reduction on your tax bill. So the that's entire nice. cost. Interesting. So if, let's say I put $10,000 into a solar system, so I'm, I'm going to be receiving a tax credit. That's correct. That's Interesting. Great. And that is good through the end of 2016. Okay, so uh, we've expires. got we've got some time on we've got some time on that, and and folks. So um, get moving, people. Uh, you know the difference between a tax deduction and a tax credit is significant. A tax mm-hmm. credit is taken right off of the tax bill that you owe. Yeah, it does, it's not lowering your taxable yeah, income. Yeah, we it's have we have the MCC your, credit your for mortgages. So That's there right. you go. We know all about we know all yes. about that. Okay, uh, Joe, I was reading the other day. There's a um, I believe it was Tesla is selling a whole house battery bank where your solar grid stores the energy cuz isn't the problem with solar is it's either running through the grid or or it's it's, it's gone you can't save yeah. it up so is that something that you'll see coming more and more into the marketplace we expect to uh we're as you might expect we're anxiously keeping our eye on that uh I'd like to see more details quite frankly about the Tesla wall uh, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of talk but details have been kind sure. of quiet okay. well let's maybe talk about some other aspects of this in the next segment right when we come back so we've got more on solar energy and any energy questions remember this is a live call-in show if you have questions for our guest give us a call 866-712-1300 let's put joe on the spot that's right (laughs) on kkol business radio 1300 stay tuned you're listening to open house with team reba we'll return in a moment Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. All right. Well, welcome back. I'm Reba Haas with Team Reba. And I'm Eric Osnes with Home Street Bank. And we have with us Joe Dietz from Synergy Systems. Hello. Yes. So we were talking a little bit on the break about uh, some of the questions that we wanted to make sure and, and get out here today. And one of the ones that I had for you, Joe, is when someone contacts you, 
What's the typical process they go through of determining if solar works for their property? Because there's a lot of people, I have lots of clients interested in it, but the properties they're buying may or may not actually be a good fit. That's right. Well, it really uh, it really depends. What we're looking for is how much sun you get. Uh, principally, as I, I mentioned before, we're looking for southern access. How much sun do you get? Uh, southern exposure is best. So typically someone will call, and I will look up their address, say, on Google Earth, and right away I can get a good idea of your exposure, uh, and I could uh, look at what roof are we talking about, what is the size of the roof, and that sort of thing. So you get a pretty good, very quickly, you can 90, almost 90% there, you get a good idea. As long as Google Earth is relatively updated. True. Because sometimes it's not. I've, my house is not, yes. Yeah. So anyway, okay. All right, so you look at the Google Earth and you try and get a, an initial assessment, but then you go out on site. That's right. And you said you were mentioning at the break that you start asking for copies of... We like to see their power bill because we want to see what, what are we trying to accomplish? Uh, right. You know, what are, how much are they paying for electricity? So what are we trying to offset? And is it because people have really heinous looking electric bills that they're now turning to this? Or is it because people just seem to be green minded? You know, that's an excellent question, Reba. You know, we we always ask, uh, you know, why are you doing this? Why, why are you coming to us? And, and it what I have found... Let me just say, years ago, back in the ancient days, uh, five plus years ago, people would be maybe very green-minded because the the econ- economics may not quite pencil not pencil out, but they do very much do so now. And so we get a wide spectrum of people asking, and it could be uh, even someone like a, a prepper, it could be a, a, an environmentalist, it could be just someone or wanting to save money. Yeah, yeah, because I have a client looking to buy a house in Bothell right now. We're under contract. And that was absolutely one of the things that they were just like, okay, you know, we're planning on the next couple of years putting solar in and we're going to do this. And I thought, okay, okay, all right, well, are we evaluating this house purchase wise that way? Or do you, do you know what's going to restrict that potential for you or not? I mean, for a lot of people, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's just a feel good thing. It's a good thing. You're, you're Mm kind of giving back. And I I personally would be fascinated uh, by the prospect of living completely off the grid. Oh yeah. If I did not have to rely on Puget Power after a windstorm. Yeah. You and, you and James both. We're, we're all about that. In fact, our retirement home, is yeah. intended to be solar power driven as sure. much as possible. So. Yeah. And but, and are you seeing the technology? You mentioned it's getting better and better. Are the panels getting smaller? Uh, pretty much the same size, but they just pack more of a punch. Uh, they're they're uh, wattage that they can produce. We're seeing continually. Oh gosh, uh, Lisa. 25% increase in the last couple of years, I, I would say, easily. Interesting. Okay. So like lots of other technology, just constantly improving and people working on it, trying to make it work. Is Are there other options besides the panels? Because I've, I've seen things like on YouTube where there's like these driveways and other things that uh, yeah. have... Well, honestly, is that too futuristic? Yeah. You know, we, we caution people. I mean, we all love the, uh, you know, the new stuff, but... We caution people, if you're going to spend your hard-earned money on something like this, an energy-producing system, go with something that is bulletproof. With stuff, Don't be bleeding uh, edge, sense. be leading That's edge. That's right. Okay. So, uh, I mean, like what we provide, what, uh, what we design and, and install, and what others do. Do something that you know, that we feel totally confident it's going to work. So you keep talking about the confidence and all that. How long have you been doing this? How long have you been working in solar? Uh, about 10 years, yeah. 10 years. Okay. So you've got a fair amount of experience yeah. then. Yeah, okay. I, I love it. Okay. 
Well, right. 10 years ago, it was just a baby industry at that at that point, too. I mean, there wasn't a lot of, lot well, of that going on. From a on. residential side of things, absolutely. Right. Yeah. You might have had some commercial folks sure. doing things. It sure. was a challenge trying to find a solar system, and now they're, they're all right. over the place. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Joe, I else? keep hearing solar system. All I can think of is like little models of planets <laughs> running around people's yeah. houses. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I got lots of jokes popping in my head, and I'm not going to I know. Gonna, hey, save when our you listeners. started talking about you running around your house without your shirt on, I had plenty of right. comments well, I held back. It is <laughs> radio. I have to. We have to give that visual. Yeah, right? there you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, in terms of preparation for solar, because I, I have another client who their whole west side of their house, because uh, they're an east-west facing property, mm-hmm. the whole west roof for them is all solar panel. And what was interesting is that they they switched to a metal roof. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that there are risks sometimes with a composition roof, of especially in our windstorms, solar panels, if they're not properly installed, pulling up in those windstorms and tearing roofs. I mean, how do you guys deal with all those things? Well, if if they're – first off, always hire a good – installer ask for so don't get a gc doing this for you get a specialist you know like someone like ourselves this is what we do we're we're dedicated design and installation company so always go with that because that should not happen if they're done uh properly they will be part of the roof Um, but should it be a newer roof or done at the same time a roof is installed or well what you want to make sure is that your roof has a a suitable uh life expectancy say you know 15, 20 years at least, because what you don't want to do, what you don't want to do is put a a system on on your roof and then have to take it down to repair your roof and then put it back up. So we suggest if if you have an older roof, uh, this is a good time to do your roof repair and then put the solar system up and then you're good to go for 30 years. Got it. Is it possible to remotely install these panels? Like if I don't want to muck up the look of my, my house or my roof, can I put it somewhere else in the yard if i've got room uh yeah uh, if you have sufficient space we can do what's called a ground mount uh, okay. system so which just like it sounds uh, sure on the ground i've seen okay. some of those and does it have to be a certain proximity to the home due to the voltage so, the wires are carrying and all of that yeah uh you know the farther away the, you go the larger the more you're going to lose your line losses that's right right okay Ooh, just gave me some ideas about where at my house we could do something like that because i don't think i'd want to put it on our roof just because of the way it's laid out at our house. Right. But I well, can I totally see it being on the west side of my house and then the inverter on the north section of the house. Sure. To I, meet ma- some of I imagine at some point in the future it's going to be a kind of a, a, a shameful thing if you don't have solar collectors up there, you know, on your home. It's like, "Ooh, man, that person's like old school." Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm surprised there's actually not more new construction putting some of this in because some of my mm-hmm. clients who are buying and want to do solar are thinking about, "Well, how can I retrofit this?" Later on, because they're buying like Isola Homes locally does right. green built homes, right? And they're they're very well known for it locally. And I'm actually a little surprised that they haven't started doing that. Martha Rose Construction does all kinds of stuff, and she puts photovoltaics and all mm. kinds of heat oh, sinks, great. all kinds of stuff into. In oh, her you can green make such a significant difference. Uh, I, I have a cousin who lives in North Seattle who is uh, w- extremely well insulated. It's an over three thousand square foot home. He has solar. He has LED lighting. Mm-hmm. He pays an average of about seven dollars per month for oh. his complete oh, yeah. electric bill. That's nice. to heat the home, to power it, all of that. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know we keep upgrading all of our LED and CFLs sure. and stuff around my house, but we haven't haven't done as yeah. much as I think we probably still could. But you know, it's it's fantastic, and I imagine you know when he got into that, it probably was a little bit more expensive than it is now. So I don't know what his his payback period is, but these days, um, with the the efficiency going up and the cost coming down, it's a really really good time to take a a serious look at it. This is a really good time to do it. Yeah, and Eric, I just want to make sure that we also cover this. Aren't there loans? For some things or credits for energy there, efficiency, there there absolutely are. There's uh, we have um, loan programs which are called energy efficient mortgages, where we can actually increase our loan amounts even above a, a sale price uh, to uh, to cover energy efficiency improvements. Well, send me some links on that that we can put yeah, with we'll the put, show for later on. We uh, will that definitely put that access to put that up. Well, we hope that you enjoyed our show today and really appreciate uh, you coming into the studio, Joe Dietz from Synergy Systems. Thank you so much for, for coming in, and we'll put your and information up on the website. <laughs> remotely thanks to Larry Stratton from Cascade Thermal Imaging. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we gave you some good information to think about here over the, over the holidays and, and uh, you know what to do with the, that tax refund when that comes in down yeah, the road. Yeah, so you can buy more Christmas gifts. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us. Again, this is uh, Open House with Team Reba. Join us every week, same time, 3 o'clock on Tuesdays. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash Max Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. Program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.